I'm Kate Cornish, editor of My VIP, the customer magazine for pets at home. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Pets at Home Puppy Podcast. In these new episodes, we're going to cover off topics that will hopefully help new puppy owners through the months ahead. Um, with everything that's been going on right now, and with lots of us working from home, on top of the kids being home from the school summer holidays, our pets have become a huge comfort, bringing us love and joy in this current climate. I mean, they, they do that anyway, but much more so right now. We realised by the sign-ups that we've had to the Pets at Home Just for Puppy Club that a large number of our customers are puppy owners. So what do you do when you've just bought your fluffy bundle of joy home but are restricted to where and for how long you can go outside? Don't worry, keep listening, as we have some wonderful friendly advice to make sure that you have all the knowledge and tools that you need to allow your new little member of the family to grow into a happy, well-trained and thoroughly socialised dog. So today I've got two guests and the first one is Director of Innovation at Pets at Home, Claire Gavin. Hello, Claire. Hi there, Kate. Thanks for joining us. And the other guest is another Claire, so that's not going to be at all confusing. It's Claire North from North Canine Dog Training. Hello, Claire North. Hi, Kate. You're right. Yeah, good, thank you. Great. Okay, so with many more of us at home, our puppies won't be short of attention, but what we want to ensure is that they're always occupied and never left alone other than when they're sleeping in their crate. However, sometimes you have to write that important email or take an urgent call. So even if you can see them, there might be times when you need to occupy your puppy for a short time. So Claire Gavin, what kind of things work well as, uh, for want of a better phrase, boredom busters for puppies? At this stage of their lives, it's always going to be about food, isn't it, really? So um, I think you need to think about your puppy's daily meal allowance and how you can get in a position where it's better than just three meals out of the bowl. How do you spread things out as best you can? So how do you use your puppy's food to fill more time than usual? And um, Because if your puppy has to work a little bit harder for its food, it can really help to keep them occupied for longer. Okay, so what kind of things are we talking about here? Toys that involve food? Well, I guess the, uh, the puppy breeder's absolute favourite and ours too has to be Kong. The Kongs are absolute magic. You need to make sure for your puppy that you buy a puppy specific one because the rubber of the Kong is softer and gentler for um, puppy baby teeth. You can simply fill it with paste or treats or cream cheese. And ideally, especially in this weather now, beautiful weather we're having, and if you pop it in the freezer, it's fairly solid and they can work it and uh, it's bored and busting entertainment for some time. And also the erratic shape of a Kong is really great for bouncing. So just for the benefit of the listeners that don't know what a Kong is, we do. It's like a an acorn shaped lump of pet safe rubber with a hole in the middle going through the, its core that you can fill with treats or puppy safe peanut butter and stuff like that, isn't it? Have I done a good yeah. job of explaining it? You have, yes. It's a really iconic shape. And uh, there are, they, uh, Kong as a brand also make little sticks that have grooves in them and holes in the middle as well. You can also fill with, with paste or, or squeezy cheese or anything that you like that will keep your puppy occupied. Okay, so I might just have to point out here that this this episode has not been sponsored by Kong. They are just absolutely brilliant products for puppies. 
So what else have we got? I've heard of a thing called a licky mat, but um, because I got my dog when he was one, I've never experienced licky mats. What what are licky mats? So um, licky mats is a it's a cool idea. It's a bit like a slow feeder. So I don't know whether you've seen the bowls that have raised centres. Uh, they're almost like a maze, and you pop um, dry kibble into a slow feeder, and the dog has to just work with its tongue to pick out all of the kibble rather than just being able to bolt it back too quickly from the bowl. A licky mat is a great thing. It's it's a, a flat mat that has raised areas and you spread either dog-friendly peanut butter or cream cheese, uh, Kong paste, or even just some wet food across it. And it just means that the dog has to lick out all of the, the food or the treat. It just takes them a long time and they love it as well. Okay, great. So nice occupier there. Well, three great occupiers, in fact. So have you got any more? Treat balls are fantastic. I have to say the gyro for puppies, which is also by Kong, it has a center spinning orb, which you pop some treats into. Basically, there's a bumper around that orb and it encourages the puppy to pour and spin the gyro to dispense the treats. So it's perfect for independent play if you really do you know sometimes we just have to make a phone call we have to go to the bathroom so actually in terms of like just giving your puppy something to do that encourages independent play as well is fantastic and it's really good for mental stimulation as well okay so that i guess accentuates the the, the primeval instincts i mean it's just their natural behaviors that come out i guess yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's really good for them to be able to think about how do they get the treats out? Yeah. So puzzle solving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is great for their brain development. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. OK, so some brilliant advice there. Thank you so much, Claire. And if our listeners are interested in looking at any of these products, you can type in puppy toys into petsathome.com and you should have a plethora of wonderful puppy accessories will come at you. And also you can always um, go in store and ask a member of the team, in-store team, and you can also take your puppy in store as well. So um, even better, which will also help them to socialise. Okay, so some brilliant um, accessories and toys there to occupy your puppy. But, you know, what about if you don't really want to spend a load of money on something that's going to get chewed up quite quickly and spat out? And and also probably a nice project for the kids during the summer holidays. Is there anything that we can actually make ourselves as opposed to just buying a load of accessories in store? Yeah, there's some really simple things you can do that actually, you're right, involves the whole family. You should always save the inners of your kitchen roll and your toilet rolls because if you pop a few bits of kibble inside and fold the ends in, that's pretty good for um, boredom busting. One of the favourites is to find a long, hopefully clean sock, soak it in water after you've tied a knot in it, pop it in the freezer. And if by magic your dog has a new toy and it's cooling and it's very good for puppy teething as well. And then how about being your dog's favourite magician? So if you take three clean plant pots and uh, pop some treats underneath, just like a magician would do, you move around the pots really, really quickly whilst your dog watches and then you let it find the treats, which pot has the treats underneath it. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Okay, so and also a good occupier for the kids as well. Exactly. Okay, so some brilliant advice there from Claire and some fun tips as well to uh, keep you and your puppy occupied. Thank you so much, Claire. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome.
don't go anywhere because I'm now going to introduce my second guest, which is Claire North from North Canine Dog Training. Hello, Claire North. Hello. How are we doing? All right, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> you're going to talk us through some basic puppy training that you can do indoors or in the back garden that doesn't involves socializing so I'm guessing uh, I will let you correct me if I'm wrong but I'm assuming it's going to be like sit stay and wait or what, what have you got up your sleeve for us now so I thought we would talk about how to teach a sit how to teach a down and I'm also going to talk a little bit about just getting some general attention and about teaching puppy his name and how important that is. Cool. OK, so, yeah, far away. What are you going to kick off with? So what we're going to start and think about is that when you first bring a new puppy home, what we want to do is to start teaching it lots of things and lots of cool things. So like giving a paw, things like that. They're all really important things to teach. But for me, the most important thing you will ever do with a, a new puppy is to create a relationship with you that's really safe and very happy so and very motivated. So what we're going to start off with is teaching puppy that their name is really important and a really good thing to hear so that we can start to generate some very basic attention. So because believe it or not, I've met two-year-old dogs that don't know their name or their name they think maybe is stop it or no <laughs> so we want to be uh, avoiding really you, you've met people that haven't actually bothered to name their dogs after two years no they have a name but the dog doesn't respond to it the dog just thinks it's not important and is bored by it so the dog's name should be super important it should be a happy thing for them to hear yeah so what you want to do is you want to have your food or treats. As Claire said, I would be a huge fan of using some of the meal allowance for the day for this type of training. So I'd have that with me. And then all I'm going to do in a nice quiet area, first of all, say puppy's name. As soon as he makes a little bit of attention, so he looks at me just a little bit or just makes attention to that a bit. Good boy or good girl little piece of food so he starts to learn oh my goodness I respond to that and I get something this is a good game and then when he is not looking at me I'm going to say the name again when he looks at me piece of food and then before I know where I am reasonably quickly I've got a dog who is fast on that response to his name and he likes it so the name should mean that he has an expectation of getting something or doing some more training and it is really important and it's Seems like such a small skill, but for everything else it leads into, it's a big thing. So don't miss that out. So we're going to start off with that. Great. Okay. So that that actually sounds like an incredibly easy thing to do and, and the, clearly the most important thing to do. Yeah, it is really easy. It's really straightforward. I think if you think about how many times you would use a puppy's name in a day, if you say that name 20 times that won't be a surprise so if puppy will quickly tune it out and become bored of it as, as though you're nagging so the best way to do it is to motivate that name so that he's like yeah that's me and he, he gets there you know nice and quick yeah absolutely oh, what a, oh yeah that's a nice lo lovely fun way of putting it I do like your um instruction Claire you've got a very good way of making things sound incredibly fun so <laughs> what else have you got <clears throat> okay so we're going to then think about how we might teach a puppy to sit. So this is nice and straightforward. It should be nice and easy for puppy to learn. And it becomes a really nice behavior for them to demonstrate in a lot of different areas. So what we're going to think about is we're going to have a little piece of food in our hand. 
we're going to put it to puppy's nose and then we're going to imagine moving it from his nose almost in the air to between his ears so his head goes up what happens is head up bum down nothing else really should happen so as soon as his little bum touches the floor or her bum touches the floor good dog piece of food yeah so we're going to start off without a command first of all and what I want you to think about is once puppy can do maybe three in a row nicely then we're going to put our command or cue in so I'm going to get him moving around a little bit with the treat treat between up, up above the top of his head head up bum down good dog piece of food once I've got three in a row as I move that treat up I'm going to also put my word in sit good dog piece of food really quickly the dog will start doing this because it's a nice again it's quite easy but also it's bringing something so think of it like a please so the puppies quickly learn if I go up to a human and I sit I get something so you, you're you're walking walking them around and then you wave a little bit of food in between the the top of the head between their eyes head up bum down they've sat down um, and then you introduce the word. So is it how how um how long does it take them to recognise a word? Very fast, actually. So basically what I tend to say is once puppy can demonstrate me a behaviour three to five times easily, so that he's understanding the body language, then I just put the word in. We always it's it's harder for us because we are vocal communicators. Yeah. Dogs, dogs communicate via body language so they find it easier for us to use hand signals at first so we're going to think like that we're going to make it less confusing for them at first so we're going to just as you lift your hand up if you imagine that you're making that hand signal already so then once you put the word in puppy will twin them together no problem quick you could teach us it easily in a couple of days wow that is that's again that you've made it sound so simple and easy and clear this is ace i, I want to get a puppy so i can actually teach this. <laughs> very inspiring so okay so is there anything else to add to sit or can we move on to your next command uh, no we can move on so i've maybe got two other little things that we could start to think about so let's think about the down so laying down for future really important skill so we want to get it in there get puppy used to it Sorry, Claire, can I ask, why is why is down a very important skill? Can you give me an example of why it would work? Yeah, so in terms of the down, we would use it in a, in a dog who knows it well. I would probably use it for the stay because it's more secure because the dog is all on the floor instead of only half, if that makes sense, yeah. half in the sit. Um, I would use it in an emergency as well. So all my dogs have got an emergency down on cue. So if they're away from me, and I shout that they are going to lay on the ground till I get there. So that's super useful in certain situations, like an emergency stop. Right. OK. So, yeah. So maybe if for some reason your dog has managed to get on the other side of a busy road, for example, and you're on the other side, you can do that command and it knows just to sit there and not move until you get to it. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the hope. That takes a while to train. So we're not looking for that in puppies. But certainly the last I've not had to use it, thankfully, all that much. But the last time I used it, my dog ended up on the wrong side of a I don't know how so he was panicking trying to find his way back so the easiest thing to do is to just lay him down and then I'll just go to him and rescue him (laughs) 
Right, got you. Okay, so I won't interrupt anymore. Carry on. (laughs) So we want to teach you down. I want you to think about the dog is going to start this from the sit is usually the easiest way because he's half on the ground. So you're going to ask him to sit. The treat is going to be on his nose and then you're going to quite slowly take that treat and hopefully his nose is going to follow and aim for between his front feet. And then what should happen is as he stretches down and follows the treat, the, the back half of him will slide and he'll go into the down. Okay, so he's not. you're not putting the treat on his nose, you're holding it level with his nose and then just moving your hand down to the floor. Yeah, so often what we do is we move the treat really fast and then the dog doesn't understand to follow and he just sort of thinks oh you know so nice and steady so almost get him not not nibbling at the treat like biting at your hand but almost that he can really smell the treat that he wants to follow then nice and slowly let him follow it to the ground as soon as he goes into that down position tell him good and then release the treat so like between his front paws That's great. Thank you so much. That was so inspiring and really, really useful, professional, expert advice there. I really, really look forward to doing the next one of these with you because your advice is just brilliant. And I'm going to let everyone into a little secret here because both Claire's have been amazing on these podcasts. Claire Gavin has got to dash off somewhere after this recording. Claire, would you like to spill the beans? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Well, um, I am off to collect my little bundle of fluff, my new family member. Um, She's called Amber and she is a nearly 10-week-old golden cockapoo. I'm so jealous and I would be so excited. I can't believe you actually decide, agreed to do this today because I'd just be running around the house going, ah! Oh, do you know, I've learned so much from Claire North. I'm very, very glad I am here. <laughs> yeah, well, you two can have a chat um, off air afterwards. And um, Claire North, it sounds like we might be employing your services for further information. And maybe along the line, we can we can do some actual um, vlogging as well with our new, hopefully our new podcast and vlog star, Amber the Cockapoo Puppy. So again, both Claire's, thank you so much again for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe and share. Tell your other puppy-owning friends. And, you know, if you've got time, please do review us on iTunes, which that basically means that iTunes will point this podcast at other puppy owners so they can enjoy the information from both our Claire's today. And check out our social channels. For Twitter, it's at Pets at Home. For Instagram, it's at Pets at Home UK. And you can find out more expert advice on the Pet Talk section of our website at petsathome.com. And you can also get in touch via email, which is puppypodcast at petsathome.co.uk. Thank you both, Claire's. Thank you, Claire Gavin. Thank you. No, you're very welcome. And thank you, Claire North. Thank you guys for having me. It's been great. Such fun. Thanks and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.